Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. What is going on, everyone? This is Jordan Ross, founder of A Figure Agency where we help you scale your agency with systems, processes, people management, and best-in-class systems. And today I brought on Andrew Young, who is running strategy and ops as a lead at Facebook. And he's been running these mixers in Manhattan and SF for a little bit now. And it's honestly, it's a real point of curiosity for myself because I want to get a local one going here in Santa Monica with a bunch of the guys in my space, a bunch of entrepreneurs. And I wanted to bring him on to kind of share how he does this and the benefits and maybe the things we don't expect about them. So Andrew, really appreciate you coming on the pod. What's going on for everyone that doesn't know you? Who's Andrew Young? Yeah, thanks for having me. I like to share my story by saying, you know, I've lived in five countries. So born in Hong Kong, moved to Taiwan, moved to China, Shanghai, to Toronto, Canada, and then moved to New York. So I've always had to like meet new friends, build new communities for work and personal. And that's sort of, you know, I would consider that like my superpower. So when I moved to New York, you know, during COVID 20, 2020, everything was shut down, wanted to meet people. So I sort of developed this, you know, online to IRL funnel, which is like Twitter, LinkedIn, Reddit, Fishbowl, Blind, all these channels and like brought these people um, to like dinners and mixers, like you said. And that's sort of like one of my, I guess, side projects or, or passions. And then, you know, full-time, I work at a big tech company. I do strategy and ops there. I love that. I think one, whoa, five countries. That might be that might be a record on the pod. But two, I find that these mixers, I've heard of that when I moved to LA, I've heard of an entrepreneur's dinner, or I've heard of like yuppie, yo pro, you know, mixers and dinners where the concept of it sounds really cool because I think it breaks mundane. I think it changes the way we engage with people and connect. And I think when you connect in fun and unique creative ways, people's guards are down and it could create really good relationships, but also from a business perspective, you could make really great business connections. So this has been something that just kind of in my heart, I've wanted to partake in. I had no clue where to find one of these things. So I finally pulled the trigger and said, fuck it. I'm just going to schedule one. I'm going to get someone on the pod to share how they do it. And here you are. So like, what is a mixer made of? Like, Walk me and the, the listeners through planning, scheduling, coordinating, and then the actual event. What does it include? Yeah, for sure. And I so I think for you know, for one of these mixers or parties, whatever you want to call it, I've I've had a few parties as well. You need some bangers. Couple, some bangers. We did a New York Tech Week after party, 2,500 oh. people rented out. Oh a club. shit, you guys were throwing the fuck down. Yeah, it was a it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, so much, so much planning. When it comes to like nightlife, like after nine p.m., there's a ton of like planning, security, safety, bottle service. That was a lot of fun. But I, you know, I'm sticking to the mixers because the, you know, the the planning is a lot easier. But when I, you know, when I think of events or mixers, um, there's a few things that come to mind. So one is like, who do you want to invite? You know, the people that really, it's all about the people. And at my mixers, they're sort of like five different types of people. There's like founders, investors, people who are like hiring, if we think about it from the business perspective and the people looking for jobs 
And then the fifth category is like people who are there just for fun, which is sort of like why I do it. I'm like just there for fun. And, you know, you have to figure out sort of how to reach these people, how to curate this group and how to, how to sort of like distribute your event toward them, how to promote your event. So that's like the first thing to think about who do I invite and how do I invite them? The second thing, you know, pretty important is um, the location. So the venue. So where do you want to do it? The venue matters a lot because if you think of like traditional like networking events, like conferences, super dry, right? They're like in office spaces. Like the vibe is totally different. The energy is different. I try to mix it up. My events are like anchored on like a really cool venue. So like I've done four events at the Williamsburg Hotel rooftop that fits like a thousand people. Beautiful. There's a pool. It's overlooking like the Manhattan skyline. So I always pick a really cool venue and that's sort of like the anchoring point and sort of what draws people to the event. And then the, you know, the two final things, one or two final things are like sort of the the sponsorship. Like, do you want someone to sponsor the event, help, you know, foot the bill, pay for drinks? I never do open bar because I don't, I don't need people to be like messed up at my events, you know, like one or two drinks is good enough. There's one last thing, but I can't, I can't think of it right now, but those are probably like the three things you need to create an effective like mixer or event. I love that. I think it's really cool how you've been able to templatize it. I'm an ops guy too, right? Everything we do is about templatizing and systematizing. So who's coming? Where, where's it at? It's gotta be cool and different. And I just want to pause on point two before I go to point three. One of the things I was thinking about, like, okay, let's say I want to get a, an intimate entrepreneur's dinner, right? I know 10 to 15 guys that are doing a, a specific type of business at a specific level. I would love to get us in a room together, have a cool experience. The wrong venue could totally fuck that up. And that for me, that gives me anxiety. I'm not like a planner like that, right? So for more intimate experiences, like what have you found is venues that are inviting for group conversations or more individualistic conversations just based on that quick point? Yeah, it's it's a tough question because it depends like on the, you know, on the venue um, and like where you live and like, you know, New York has a different vibe to like SF. If I was going to think about it at a really high level, right, it has to be, the biggest thing is like, it can't be too loud, but it also can't be like completely silent. I would just like the easiest way to go about it is just pick your favorite restaurant, try to get, you know, ideally something with a private room is really cool. Some of my favorite dinners, let's say like 30 to 40 people have been like in those private rooms. In the beginning, there's like drinks and mingling. And then there's like the actual dinner and people like tend to rotate and there's creative ways to do that. And there's like conversation prompts and stuff like that as well. If it's smaller, and I think like six to eight is probably the ideal size for like conversation and and deep connections between like new people, you can still rotate, get a table in a restaurant that is fairly quiet, um, you know, not too dark, probably anything, you know, the type of vibe you're looking for is somewhere between like a business lunch and like a date. This is so intriguing to me. I find this so fascinating. This is Jordan Ross. Booking meetings at scale month over month is hard. Over the last three years, I've been accumulating the best hacks my clients have been using to set appointments for their seven and eight figure businesses. I've taken all of these systems and now my agency, eight figure agency books 60 to 85 meetings a month. That's 15 meetings a week on average, which has supercharged my agency past the million dollar run rate. I want to help simplify lead generation for your agency. So I made a free training on how I do this. Yep, that's right. I'm giving away the entire system for free. If you want to set 85 appointments a month, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash leads to get your free training today. 
That's eightfigureagency.co forward slash leads. So here's a question specifically on the event. So for sponsorship, I think at least for a guy like me, right? I'm not going to be throwing a mixer where I'm like doing open, like sourcing, like I'm looking for a bunch of people and following. I think I could, there's probably a bunch, I know a bunch of really cool people. I'd love to get us all into a room together and then create a cool experience. I think the cool experience part, that's where everything goes out the fucking window. No clue what that looks like. So you mentioned some logistics and I would, I'm so curious about the conversation prompts too. So let's just say you're doing an intimate setting and the intention or the goal, you want people walking away. That was a really great experience. Like I think for anything, that's a really great thing to, for someone to walk away. That was so cool. And I really enjoyed it. And it's in the back room of a restaurant, right? You got a private room. What specifically would you map out from drinks, dinner? You mentioned conversation prompts. Like how would you map this out if this is your event? Yeah, I'll start with the conversation prompts. So there's probably, you know, two broad topics to cover or types of conversations to cover. The first is you need really good icebreakers to build rapport in the room between different people. And these aren't like, typically it's not like, you know, where do you work? That comes into the conversation, but it can't be the focus of the conversation. It's more like what energizes you? Like, what do you do where like you you lose track of time? Like what gets you in a flow state? Something I like to ask is like, what's a green flag in another person, you know, not, not for dating, but like for friendships, relationships, professional relationships. Once you've sort of built that rapport and that takes a bit of time, then you can go into the actual like substance of the conversation. You should sort of prompt your guests beforehand. Like, what are you looking for in these dinners? They're looking to invest. They're looking to just meet people for fun. So having a deep understanding of what that is, and then finding some way to like match people, the different folks, you know, around the table, and facilitate some of these conversations so that they get to the substance of the conversation. Because most people come to these events, like really, um, they might not admit it, but they're really looking for like one or two things, right? Like everything I've mentioned. So, so getting to that and then finding a way to sort of wrap up the conversation and keep people connected. Because as, as you know, like these events, they can be pretty big and it's all about like the follow-up. It's all about the rapport, you know, maybe touching like the substance um, or the content a little bit and then, and then a follow-up. And if I was going to think about like, what are we eating? That gets a, little, a lot more tactical. I don't actually like Italian food that much, but I do Italian because everyone likes it or like, like Mexican food. On the food, do you do individual ordering or catering? Like you bring 10, 15 people into a room, six, five to 15 people into a room and you, the whole purpose is connection and experience. I would assume you're not having people order. I would assume you just have pre-ordered things and that's more catered where people could go self-serve. What's your angle on that? Cause yeah, I, have, I didn't tough. think about that until you just said it. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's a tough one. So the smaller ones, like I get everyone to order and then we just figure out at the end, the bigger ones, let's say if it's above like 30 people, you can work with the restaurant, you know, to get a discount. If you're bringing that many people into their venue or some sort of kickback that you sort of like give back to the attendees. So get them, you know, first of all, understand the pricing, try to get a discount and then just charge the attendees. If it's not sponsored, charge them like a set menu price um, and a cash bar for drinks. And then if, if it is sponsored, you just cover everything. So I guess let's, let's kind of go into the meat of this experience because my whole thing is, is more intimate, great experience. Conversation prompts or experiences at an intimate five to 15 people Outside of the icebreaker, you got, you got the icebreaker. What are some of the things that you've done that you've seen work well beyond that? You know, let's say 
six to 800 people at an event. And like those, I do more of the bigger ones, you know, the, you the smaller ones are, are more, they come more naturally and they're not as programmed, you know, just get good people in the room. You do introductions, people stand up, sort of introduce themselves, you go around the room and then you sort of rotate. But the bigger ones is where it gets a little bit trickier because you're scaling that sort of intimacy across like 800 people. I got this idea and I've already mentioned this guy on a pod today once, Nick Gray News at Nick Gray News. And so he he taught me sort of the idea of using volunteers. So if it's like, let's say a thousand people, I'll get, typically I'll get like a hundred people, 10% to be volunteers. And what they do is they wear yellow lanyards with their name on it, saying they're a volunteer. And they go around and they greet people, especially those like solo attendees coming in. And to the groups, they sort of like, you know, in a, in a respectful way, put themselves into the conversation um, and sort of ask folks to introduce themselves, what they're looking for. And then from there, they sort of, you know, they intentionally sort of pair people up and like shift people around the room. If someone is looking for an investor, they'll go find an investor and pair them up together if, you know, if, if they're, they're both opted into the conversation. So I don't really do much programming around like the actual substance. I think all you have to do in most cases in like a city like New York, where everyone is very social and charismatic and knows how to hold a conversation and get to the, get to the outcome they want. All you have to do is like put your work in the beginning facilitate those introductions, some icebreakers, build rapport, and then the rest will just happen. That's cool. It sounds simple enough, but you know, I like how you're able to break this down, make a simple like structure that, you know, let's just go high level for everyone listening, you know, front end logistics, who do you want to invite? How many people location, right? Is it a cool rooftop or is it like an, is it a back private room that allows for intimacy? sponsorship? Do you want to have someone put the bill or are you inviting for me? Like I'm inviting a bunch of entrepreneurs. I figure we probably won't have sponsorship logistics, like prompt. What are you going to do beforehand? Right. So like these invitees, what do they want? What are they getting out of it? What would be a successful experience? Drinks and dinner, small events. If it's small enough, you could have everyone go around table and order. If it's big enough, you're going to pre cater and then charge. And then the conversation prompt icebreaker for rapport. And then if it's big enough, you could have, check out Nick Gray. Did I hear that right? Nick Gray News? Yeah, Nick Gray News. He has like a yellow avatar. Interesting. Yeah, if you put Nick Gray, you'll find him. Yeah, and then for that, he said you could have volunteers for the bigger events. I think for me, I'm not trying to do anything crazy. I, I just want to connect with a bunch of cool dudes. And I know a bunch of cool dudes. I know them all individually. I don't know them collectively where we're a cohesion of 10, 15 guys. But Andrew, this was freaking awesome, man. I really appreciate you coming on and just giving a high-level overview. For everyone that might be in your neck of the woods and might want to find one of your events, how could they either follow you, stay in touch with you, or even get a hold of when you're running one of these events? Yeah, for sure. I uh, I share everything on my Twitter. So it's at Andrew Young, A-N-D-R-U, so it's spelled differently, Y-E-U-N-G. That's my Twitter. My website is www.andrew.today. That's spelled exactly how it sounds. The correct spelling of Andrew. All right. Andrew, yeah. really appreciate your time, man. You have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you.